0: over us. Amen. Father, we lift up our president and those in authority over us, even those right now, Lord, who are heading up the, uh, the combating of this virus uh, uh, worldwide. We just pray for the World Health Organization, that they would have wisdom uh, from God. And I pray, Father, that there's somebody praying uh, around the world for this virus to, to stop. In Jesus' name. And and spreading. And Lord, I just pray for wisdom for people everywhere. In Jesus' name. But, but Lord, our president, we ask you to protect him. Keep him safe. Give him wisdom. Surround him people. But surround him with people of, of God who will give him wise counsel and wisdom uh, for the decisions that he has to make on, the, on behalf of the nation. And even, even here in Texas and in our local uh, city of Luling here. We pray for the uh, mayor and those in city council to have wisdom and knowledge and understanding uh, because they make decisions on our behalf as well here. So we ask you to give them wisdom as well. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. What a beautiful country we live in. Amen. Aren't you blessed to just be born in America if you're born in America? I mean, you ought to be thankful to God that you're born in America. This is the greatest country on earth. I mean, I don't know who can complain. About America. What's the matter with people? This is the best country in the world. Amen. 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 All right. I'm going to start a new series today called Shatter Your Limitations. And this is what I actually mean by that. Shattering your limitations is, and I don't think we realize how much we put limits on what God can do in and through us. I don't think we think about that enough, but we do. And, and you may not even be realizing a lot of the things that you're doing uh, are killing your, your blessings. They're killing your faith. They're, they're, they're bringing fear in your life and in your family's life. Uh, you're, you're, you're hurting your own self. Andrew Womack um, testifies to the fact that God got a hold of him back in uh, uh, 2000, somewhere 2003, or maybe it was 2008, I'm thinking where he told him, he says, you know what, you, you're, you're limited in your, in your age. He was, I don't know, what, what, he's 67 or 60. No, he's about 70 now, I think. But this was a few years ago. He told him, you're not going to have much longer to uh, do what you do physically to reach the world that you want to reach. And so you're going to you're gonna have to change some things. You're going to have to get a different uh, perspective on where you are And how you're going to be able to reach all these people that you've always wanted to reach without changing some things right now. And it's the same way with all of us. If we're going to be who God called us to be and do the things that God called us to do, we need to get busy right now. And so we need to realize what it is that is, what it is that we're doing now that is limiting God from using us. And his ability to use us because we're in, maybe we're in some things that we shouldn't be into. Maybe we have some friends and, and people that we need to uh, say goodbye to. Uh, there's some limit, there's, there's a multitude of reasons that God wants us to get to the place where he can use us. Amen. And we're limiting the blessings and we're limiting him in using us because of it. You ever thought about that? And it's not your spouse. I'm not talking about <laughs> if I just had a new wife. Or, you know, no, it's not that. Amen. Everybody wants to come up with an excuse. I was wanting to do everything I could for God, so I divorced my wife and went to work. Well, God didn't tell you to do that. Amen. So, so let's get in here. I want to talk about it. You know, I can say I can say this to y'all today that I love doing this more than anything else I've ever done. I mean, I've been a garbage man. I've been a slaughterhouse man. I worked in a slaughterhouse, managed a slaughterhouse. I picked up hides and hauled hides and bought hides, cow hides, all over Texas. For 17 years I did that. But I tell you what, this is the most fun. Not because it's it's easy, because it's not easier. That was just easy. You go home, you go, you go to work, you get home, you don't have to do nothing. I don't seem like, I told Kim that the other night, I said, it doesn't seem like I ever punched the clock out until I lay my head down at night because there's always something that I'm thinking about or doing and planning. In the church, you're always planning something for the future, you know. So it's it's a lot it's a lot harder work, not physical but mental and stressful and things at times. But but I love it because I feel like you know I always wanted to be a coach. That's what I wanted to do when I was. Getting out of high school, I wanted to be a coach. But it's like I'm a, I'm a coach right now. I'm coaching. Yes. I'm helping people become who God wants them to be. Amen. Yes. I saw the sign up at Central Baptist. They got a new sign out front, and it says "It says that Central Baptist is helping people to live for Jesus. or live for Je- Yeah, I think helping people live to live for Jesus. That's what their little thing says. And I like that because that's what I do. That's what I want to do, too. Help people live for Jesus. And, and and gain all the benefits that God has for us. Man, let's don't miss out on what he's doing. I don't want to waste any days. Amen. I write in a journal every day. I got a little journal. I've been doing that for about three years now. But I write every day what I do. The things I do every day. I, I woke up this morning. And then, no, but I write the things that I do that... That are important in that day and impact and things that God does and stuff like that. I'll write it so I'll look back if I ever think, what day was that? I remember that. And I go back and look. I like doing that. It's fun. You might want to think about doing that. Then you number your days. Listen, there's a scripture that says, teach us to number our days. Amen. So God teaches us and he wants us to remember every day. Make every day of your life count for something. Amen. Don't waste days. Don't waste days. Don't sit there on the couch and watch soap operas all day. What's the matter with you? Nobody, nobody, nobody does that, I know. And it's, but uh, bringing the message to you uh, that I know is from God and that'll help you change your life, it's the most fun thing I, I know I can do. It's, it's, it's fun. I love it. It's extremely fulfilling for me when I see, especially when I see people's lives changing. Amen. So, all right. How many of you know that salvation, your surrendering to God, believing in Jesus, and all He's done for you on the cross? How many of you know that 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 is only the beginning of what God wants to do in your life today? That's just the beginning. You know, people get saved and they think, "Wow, well, I'm saved now. I'm going to heaven." But God's got some stuff for you to do. Amen. So once you submit your life to Christ, there's a process, the Bible calls, the renewing of our minds the, that begins at salvation. You're saved, but now your, your soul and body needs to work, and, it's going, and God's going to put it to work. And through the process of, of salvation, part of that process is renewing your mind and, and, and doing the things that God has for you to do. Submitting your life to Him. Once you submit your life to Christ, there's that process the Bible calls the renewing of our minds that begins at salvation. And this process will continue in every believer's life until Jesus comes or we go before. And it's important that we go through this process and continue in it because it causes us to mature spiritually and strengthens our faith in all God has for us in this life and for the life Come in eternity. Amen. So let's start off this morning. I want to read from Romans chapter 12. Familiar verses that we've all heard before, but listen to this it's, I beseech you starting in verse one. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. And then the the Passion Translation says it like this. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals. Are you listening? Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Satisfying and perfect in his eyes. What, what empowers us? Go back and what empowers us? Read that second verse. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but inwardly be inwardly transformed. Be transformed by the Holy Spirit. By who? Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. He's going he's gonna to empower us. He's going to transform us by the Word of God to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. We always think it's all up to us. To do all the transforming transforming and transformation is our job. But it's the Holy Spirit. As you read the Word, as you come to church, and you hear sermons, and you hear teachings, and as you read the Word for yourself, and you read other books by uh, gifts to the body of Christ, who are authors who write great books, and you read and you absorb all these teachings and, and Word in your life, that is what transforms us. And, and it's the Word of God. Who wrote Who wrote the, the Bible? The Holy Spirit. And He's the one that transforms us. Amen? Amen? And He renews our minds and we read things and we learn things all through our lives and say, wow, I didn't know that. I got a new concept. Because I remember as a teenager, as a teenager, I didn't think there was anything wrong with abortion. I said, you know what? If she gets pregnant, she just go get an abortion. What's the big deal? That's the way my mind was. And I needed my mind washed and renewed. Amen? Now, a lot of people today, they think their mind's just just fine the way it is to believe that you can just kill babies. But it's not. Do you know that it's not? Yes. And so these people need their minds renewed. They may know Christ. A lot of people confess to know Christ and then say it's okay to kill babies. There's something wrong. Yes. And that's, what a, that's kind of what this whole uh, series is going to be about. See, we can, we, can, we can get saved, and we can do a little study, and we can go to church a few times. You know, every now and then we'll go to church, and we can learn a few things. But, you know, we don't have to get all into that like Alan. You know, he's a pastor. That's his job. No, it's for everybody. This is for everybody. This is what God wants for all of you. Not to become a pastor. I'm not saying you have to become a pastor. But study the Word for yourself. Learn for yourself and grow spiritually. Amen. Because God's got things for you to do. Yes. And and you can't, listen, let me tell you something. You can't just get saved. You can, but you'll be stupid to do it. <laughs> you can't just get saved and just go live like you want to live. Say, you know, I'll, I'll just go to church every now and then. I'm going to heaven. I'm no. going to heaven. You can and you can go to heaven. But listen, God's got stuff for you to do. That's the deal. That's what people don't get. And a lot of and you're not you're not let me tell you something. If you're if you're just a carnal Christian, you're not you're not a good witness for anybody. In fact in fact, it, it's a it's an insult to what Jesus has done for you. To live carnally as a Christian. Jesus died for you. Yes. Can't you live for him? That's right. Ooh. Should have wore my steel-toed boots today. But, but the truth is, man, I want to tell you something. We think that we can just do the things that the world's doing and everything's going to be fine. You're going to be miserable. That's why I tell people. You can get saved and you can go, go live like you want to live, but you'll be the most miserable person in the world because the Holy Spirit's going to continue to remind you, not condemn you, but remind you that is not who you are. That is not who you are. You surrendered. Amen. Titus 3, 1 through 8. I want to read that too. Titus. I like Titus. You like Titus? Somebody has... Oh, it's a... Charles has a grandson named Titus. Chapter 3. I'm going to read one verse 1 through 8. It says, but know this that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves. That's the wrong one. I'm in Titus, I'm in Timothy. Wrong, wrong one. Three three one. Here it is. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. He's talking about these are he's talking about leaders and spiritual leaders and To speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, knowing all humility to all men. Showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish. Were you you once foolish? Yes. Oh, man. I tell people that's probably the reason a lot of my uh, schoolmates, classmates that went to school with me in Luling, they probably don't come out here because they know me in high school. They say, "No, no, no way Alan could be a preacher. No way. But I'm not that man. That man died. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit whom he poured out on us abundantly through jesus christ our savior that having been justified by his grace we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life how are we justified by his grace not by not by us being good not by us by us submitting our lives but by his grace alone his grace Amen. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Amen. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in us that brings transformation by the washing of our minds and renewing of our minds through the Word of God. You know, people used to say about us years ago, we we, uh, we came out of a church in Luling, And we came out here and started our church. We started at the uh, Carter and Company building. And then we came out here. But people said people said about us, those people are brainwashed. I said, yeah, glory to God, we are. Amen. My brain needed washing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And they thought, well, they, they talked, and it, it went all, it's probably, you know, it's been, now we're 34 years old. This church is 34 years old. But, but the beginning years, people talked about us in Luling. They may still talk about us some. But, uh, but they used to think we were all crazy out here. And Dora was mentioning that to me this morning. People thought we were crazy because we spoke in tongues. They thought we were crazy because we, we shouted loud and we worshiped loud and we run around the church. There were some people who used to run around the church and we did all those things. But we weren't crazy. We were in love with God. And some of them have come to find out, you know. And they've changed their minds. And now, the, you know, if you go anywhere, I think if you just about go anywhere in Luling and ask them, what's a good church in Luling, they're going to tell you, go to Maranatha. Most of the time. you got to go to Maranatha. Uh, but, I'm, you know, I'm not bragging about that. That's God. He's done all that. Because in the early days, oh, it was hard. It was hard. We took a lot of criticism even family members and everybody. Oh, they'd just gone off the deep end. My, my brother went to my dad and told me, uh, told my dad years ago when we started the church, he said, oh, Alan's out there with a bunch of holy rollers. My dad said, you need to go join them. Get out there. <laughs> I wished he would have. I wished he would have. But the truth, we need to, you know, the, it's the Holy Spirit that does all this work. Through the Word of God, the truth about who God is and who we are as believers in Jesus Christ. He tells us constantly. As we read His Word, He's beginning to show us who we really are. Listen, if you don't believe God's Word and His truth about who you are now in Christ, the devil's going to have no problem in beating you up every day. That's right. So you got to learn and you got to know who you are in Christ now. Now that you're born again, now that you're saved... You need to tell uh, the devil to go somewhere. Amen. Leave you alone. How many times has the devil used other people, including your loved ones and friends, to speak words to you like, You're just a failure. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're clumsy. You're worthless. You're ignorant. Dummy. You'll never amount a hill of beans. Ever had that said to you? But if you believe what God says about you, then you'll know that these words don't come from God. They come right from the devil himself to steal you. You're not a failure. And you're everything that God says you are. That's who you are. Yeah. Everybody in this room. Right. You're not a failure. <clears> That's <throat> a song out. Corey Ashbury sings a new song. That's not how my God defines me. No, he says, I'm not a failure. God doesn't define me that way. Something in the lyrics, but I like the way it says. God is who we are. God says who we are. Not somebody else in the world. Yeah. Not a family member. Not anybody else. God says who you are and you need to listen to God and not the other lies that are told about you. Any words that are spoken to you that are negative or hurtful are the devil's favorite words. Amen. And you know the devil has used a lot of teachers over the years. It's sad. Used a lot of teachers over the years. I can remember a teacher. I can remember a teacher telling a student in our class, you're never going to amount to anything. You're a loser and you'll always be a loser. I was sitting right there in the class. And I didn't, even, I didn't even know any better at the time myself to go over there and tell that guy, that teacher's a liar. I didn't know. But we need to be, listen, we need to be there when we hear those kind of words spoken to people. And butt in. Be brave and butt in. Amen? Amen. We need to uh, realize that God doesn't make junk. So dump the junk. Amen. And, and dump the junk thinking and believing. Quit, quit thinking like that. We need to learn to not put limits on God. Nor limit what he wills to do in our lives. Many Christians today find it hard to believe God for anything great in their lives. Because they can't see past their limitations. Well what if I could just make more money? Or what if I could just communicate better or talk better? I'll take, I'll take speech lessons so I can talk better. What if I just had a better education? I'll go back to school. What if I could turn back the hands of time? Y'all remember that? I'm, I'm too young. I'm too old. What if I didn't have all these bad habits that I've got? What, boy, just think of what I could do for God. If I just didn't have this or just didn't have that. Or if I could win the lottery. I mean, <laughs> if I could win the lottery, I'd just think of the things I could do for God. Listen, when you got saved, you just hit the biggest lottery you could ever hit. Amen. Don't you ever forget it. I tell people, don't go, don't go pay no dollar for them scratch-off tickets. Give me that dollar and I'll scratch you. <laughs> well, listen, God appreciates who you are. He wants, he wants to do good. He wants to do great things with you and not just with you but through you. He wants to use you. For his work, he's got things for us to do. But he can't get through your barricades and your limitations that you put on uh, by thinking wrong and believing wrong. So get your your thinking thinking right. We need to think about ourselves like God thinks about us. We need to see ourselves like God sees us. The key to right believing and thinking is not only to see through to what you can be, but also reach through and lay a hold of what you can be by smashing Through your limitations. I dare you. I double dog dare you. (laughs) I've done it now. I've done done it now. I want to share a story I read uh, years ago that will inspire you and help you. It will help us all. uh, See where we can smash the limitations in our own lives. That if we just believe the words of Jesus, uh, there's nothing that shall be impossible with God. In our lives. Just believe God. He's the God of impossible things. He does the miraculous. All the time. There's a guy named. B.P. Berkeley. He was a successful man. In Seattle Washington. He once. He owned and sold the property. Where the Seattle Space Needle now stands. In Seattle. He, he shattered his limitations in his life. By thinking right. And believing right. About himself. Y'all listen. If somebody's going to sleep. Hit him. See. He's seeing the vision. That God had for him. And reaching through. Overwhelming limitations. In order to be. What he believed. He could be. At the young age. Of six or seven years old. BP. Contracted polio. And there was no treatment. At that time. For his dreadful disease. Within a few months. His body had become. Massively deformed. Deformed. He was crippled and soon became useless, unable to get around on his own. His family believed in God and the Bible, but like many Christians, they never expected their prayers to be answered. Let me tell you something. Don't you ever think your prayers are wasted? You better pray. You don't, even if you don't see anything changing, you pray and you believe. Amen. Expect God to hear your prayers. He does. He does hear your prayers. And he answers prayers. Amen. That's faith. Their faith was hindered and limited by what their eyes could see. We don't walk by sight. Right? No. Remember that. You need to remember that because it's so hard for us if we don't see things happening. Look, Noah, Noah built the ark. 120 years he kept building the ark. We can't wait five minutes for answers to our prayers. It never seen rain. Yeah, that's right. It had never rained before. And Noah told everybody, it's going to rain. It's gonna, God's going to flood everything. And you're going to, if you don't get on this ship, you're gone. And they didn't, they laughed at him. They laughed at him for 120 years. How long could we put up with that? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, their faith was hindered and limited by what their eyes could see. BP's parents didn't know what to do with him. They placed a wooden box on the floor, and his mother would drag him from room to room as she went about her housework. Sometimes she would place a mirror on the floor in front of him so he could just entertain himself while he sat in his box. And one day while BP was sat in front of his mirror and really saw himself, he had a vision. He got a vision. He saw himself running. Jesus appeared to him, he says, And told him that he would be healed and that he would be able to walk and run. The key was that BP saw himself walking and running around completely healed. He saw himself that way. He captured that vision in his heart. And from that day on, BP started rocking his box, trying to shatter the physical limitations put on him by that disease. And the emotional limitations put on him by the doctors and his family. And the limitations of a victimized individual. I really feel like God's talking to somebody right now. BP was still crippled. He still couldn't walk. And his legs were useless. But he rocked his box back and forth until he would fall over. Then he would crawl out of his box on his hands and elbows and start scooting across the floor. His mother would see him and say, B.P., get back in your box. She'd pick him up and put him back in that box, but B.P. wouldn't stay there. All day long, he would rock his box. And every once in a while, it would fall over and he'd start crawling and scooting. B.P. had a vision of getting out of his box and walking and running. For months, B.P. kept rocking his box until he'd fall over and then he'd crawl and scoot. Pretty soon, y'all get a you get a vision of that. Pretty soon, he could scoot faster than his mom could catch him. <laughs> and before long, he started scooting all he started scooting over to a chair, pulling himself up and trying to get his legs under him, and then he'd fall out. Day after day, week after week, and month after month, BP rocked his box and scooted until, as a teenager, he began to walk and then run. As a young man, he lived without limitations. Nobody knew that the successful businessman, B.P. Berkland, had spent his early years battling polio, or that he had spent his early years living in a box, defined by others as his box of destiny. Faced with impossible circumstances and limitations, B.P. Berkland rocked his box because he had seen a vision and believed the words Jesus spoke to him. BP smashed the glass ceiling of his limitations by thinking right about himself. Keeping the vision in his heart, foremost in his mind, and then reaching for it. Reaching for Some of you have had visions and dreams of, of how you, you can be used by God. And something always comes and knocks you down. Knocks that vision down. Listen. God's gifts... Are irrevocable for you. They're waiting for you. Let's run and get them. Amen. Run and get them. Rock your box. Amen. And he would tell his mother. BP get in your box. He said no. You're not going to keep me in a box. His mother didn't understand it. But BP knew. He couldn't let that stop him. He wasn't going to let it stop him. We need to rock our boxes. Even if it means falling out and scooting. Even if others around us don't understand it. Amen. Somebody say, rock your box. Rock your box. <laughs> thinking right and believing right about yourself is not always popular. It will be challenging to you and to others, but, but without a doubt, it will be rewarding. Right believing and right thinking about yourselves pleases God. Thinking His thoughts and not your own. It's, it's thinking higher than your circumstances or your problems. Amen. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. BP looked in the mirror, but he didn't see a crippled, deformed body. He saw what Jesus saw, a young man walking and running, completely healed. No, the night I got saved, I realize it now, the night I got saved at the age of 14, God saw me preaching here today. He knows the end from the beginning of our lives and everything that we're going to go through. Shoot for that. Rock your box and get there. Amen? Amen. Come on, don't give up. If you don't see yourself as someone who is strong in faith, you won't become a faith-filled person. If you don't see yourself overcoming the challenges you face in life, chances are you won't. If you don't see yourself winning the race, you'll never be a champion. God says in Romans 8.37, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. He he loves us. And let me say this, if if you don't see yourself making a difference... You'll never influence another person's life. God said to go, be, and tell. He says that to everybody. Go, be, and tell. Amen? That's as simple as it can be. And that's what God wants for every one of you. Go, be, and tell. Go, go into all the world. Be who God called you to be and tell them what he's done in your life. And how their lives can change. Everybody say this. Spiritually speaking, we're saying this. No doubts. No no borders. No barriers. No no limits. No no fears. fears. Only faith in Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 Philippians 4.13. The Amplified puts it like this. It's real good. I have strength for all things in Christ. Who empowers me? Who empowers us? Christ, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Amen. Amen. Rock your box. Amen. Amen. Come out of what's been hindering you and holding you back. God wants us to shatter the limitations that have been put on us and reach forward into the destiny. That he already has planned for each one of us. He's already got it planned out for us. His perfect plan for every one of us is already planned out. It's just available for us to step into. If we haven't yet done that. Step into the plan that God has for you. Not when you go to heaven. Now. In this life. Here on the earth. Amen. Somebody once said this about all oh, at cemeteries. There's so much. There's so much wasted destiny that's still buried in those cemeteries that those people never lived. They never fulfilled all the things that God had for them to do. I don't want that to happen in my life. I want to, be, I want to fulfill everything that God wants me to do. Amen. And I know you do too. So there's some things you're going to have to think about this week. I just want to challenge you now for the next three weeks I'm going to share some more parts to this same topic shatter your limitations but I want us to think this week about some things in our lives that we're not where we're not doing it right where we're not thinking right where we need some more renewing we need to say some no to things we need to start hey wait a minute that's not who God says I I am he didn't tell me I was uh, getting saved to be a carnal Christian he wanted me to be on fire he wanted me to live for him every day. That's what God wants for us. And listen, we, I'm not condemning carnal Christians. They need to get their lives right. And God doesn't condemn them, but he's got gifts for them that they're not using. And he's got things for them to do that they're not ever going to do if they don't if they don't start walking the walk that they're talking. Amen? So I'm not, I'm not trying to get on anybody, but I'm just trying to let us know. If you're ever going to be who God called you to be, you need to get right. You need to get right with God. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not saying we got to do good works. It's all going to be Him. He's going to do things through us. He wants to do things through us. Don't get, to, don't get to the place where you think you're going to make brownie points with God by doing some good deeds. That's supposed to be a byproduct of who you are. Anyway, amen? That's not a good deed, putting your basket up. That's who you are. See, everybody gets on the pastor. Oh, pastor, he's tough, man. You better not let him see you doing it. It's not about me. It's about your character. That's who you are. That's who you are as a Christian. Think about that. That's who you are. Not just about a basket, putting a basket up, but what else do you do that the world sees? Whoa. You put a Maranatha bumper sticker on your car. You post stuff on Facebook, and and you go to Maranatha, and your pastor reads it. What? Who? Who are you? He could have cut that off a few hours ago. Um, it's already twelve o'clock. I gotta quit. I gotta quit. So anyway, next week we're gonna get some more into this. You don't want to miss church. This next month, you don't want to miss church. Easter's coming up. April the twelfth is Easter. So from now to Easter, we're gonna we're gonna shatter the limitations in our lives because. Easter morning, I want us to be ready for resurrection. (laughs) Amen. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for all you do in our lives. Help us, Lord. You empower us. It's not us. It's not us. It's the strength we live in you, that you live through us, in us and through us. And we thank you today, Lord. We thank you for where we are. But thank you for taking us higher. We're breaking through. We're going to rock our box. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you've never surrendered first and foremost, that's the first step to this glorious journey with God is to surrender.